Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome to the SC Playbook Question and Answer Podcast. Tim Williams on deck for NRL Supercoach Round 16. Apologies, a day late this week, recording on the Friday morning. The, uh, the old Monday public holidays we threw things back a little bit, so they've been chasing the tail since Monday. But we've got here, and the beauty of it this week, no Thursday night footy, which was a bit disappointing, but uh, kick off 8pm tonight for the first game of the round. So a little bit more time to play with. Now, let's get stuck into the questions for the second major buy round. First question from Sam C. Says, best buy out of Nikora, Gagai, Mulitalo, Nikora, I should say. We only have five out in week 17 with one of the above included. So good numbers uh, for around 17, like solid enough, I should say. I think Nikora or Mulitalo are the plays. Mulitalo is a player that is just screaming by me, I think. And that's a little bit of a funny one because of how poor the Sharkies were last week. I just love their draw, the Sharks. So if they can bounce back from that one, they get the Doggies this week now with Matty Burton out due to origin duties. The Sharkies are pretty well full strength. At least they certainly haven't lost anyone due to origin with Nico Hines available now. Buy next week to be wary of, of course. But that's their last buy of the season. They then go Dragons, Tigers, Warriors, Seagulls. It's a stretch of four really good games. A couple of difficult ones in terms of Panthers, Rabbitohs, and they go Titans, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders to finish. So I think someone like Molly Tarlow is just the perfect fourth, fifth center wing that you'll play most weeks. But, you know, you might sit him in round 22 and 23 against Penrith and, and Rabbitohs all going to plan if you really want to and the Sharks aren't going that well or there's any concerns around it. By that stage of the season, we should have, you know, probably six, potentially even seven gun CT dubs in our team. And, you know, Mulitalo across those last 10 or so rounds might average 65 points. But in those two games, he might score 35. So the playing average in your side for him might be close to 85 points. I'm like only speculating, but when you look at matchups, uh, that's, I think that's the, the player that I'm looking at at the moment and, and why he becomes such a great buy. Same guy for Nicaragua. He's rock solid. He's certainly the safer option of the two. And I can't knock if you want to win Nicaragua above Molitalo, but just chasing that ceiling uh, of him in that one. Next question, head-to-head focused from Josh Glace. Says it's a head-to-head focused question. Love these. So is Moses to SJ before lockout a valid trade to free up cash to then also bring the likes of Tino, Haas, Munster and Grant in the next few weeks? We'll have 15 trades after making three this week. I I would say absolutely not, mate, as a head-to-head focused uh, player or either. So... Moses and SJ, both not playing this week. You know, 
anything could happen between now and round 17 when the Warriors play and when the Eels play. You know, what happens if, if something happens to SJ at training or it comes down crook or who knows and doesn't play round 17 when a uh, very, like, pretty difficult buy round it is with three teams on the buy. And then all of a sudden Moses backs up from Origin with a great game against the Dolphins. Then all of a sudden you don't have SJ. You're down to 15 trades already, which is, as a head-to-head player, is okay. But using three trades on a major bye week where, you know, your league settings might not even have a head-to-head game. You add in those blokes you mentioned, Tino, Haas, Munster, Graham. What if any of them get injured in Origin? What if they don't get named back up next week? I know you're saying in the next few weeks, but... It's a lot to play out and using another trade where, yeah, I don't think it's a play, mate, so I'd be holding off on that one. Question from Miss Jane, one of SC Playbook's finest, head-to-head player and have Cook and Grant at number nine. Is Cook a sell with limited games over the origin and his buys? If so, to who? Look, I understand it, and that's the hooking combo I'm running as well. Obviously, I'm more overall focused, but I would say probably not on the fact that, you know, as you said, who too? Like, there just aren't any great hooking options. And look, maybe the Blues get done in game two. Let's pray to God as a Blues supporter they don't. But if they do, you know, maybe Cook becomes available and plays that round 19. I do understand that, yeah, he'll miss 16, 19, and then the Bunnies are on the buy in round 20, so he misses 20 as well. So I can see why you, you may be tempted to sell. I just, I think I'm going to hold tight and run that Cook-Grant combo uh, going forward, I would actually say Cook is more of a sell for overall players because, you know, as I was mentioned before in the prior question, as a head-to-head player, you're probably not too concerned about round 16 and 19. And, you know, we only need 13 on the field those weeks anyway. So if Cookie backs up from Origin and all that, as far as your head-to-head competition goes, you're only really missing in round 20. And the beauty of that as well, that the Bunnies have the round 20 by, sure, it's a game you're missing a little bit of an awkward round. You know, it's a post-origin game anyway, so maybe he played limited minutes anyway if he backed up. So I think probably the only sort of minor query will be <clears throat> round 17 if he plays limited minutes there or doesn't back up. But, yeah, I think Cookie's a hold. Question from Mitchie. Anyone have confirmed rounds for head-to-head finals? I can't seem to find it on the Supercoach site. Mate, this will be pending, uh, dependent, I should say, on your league settings. Jump into your league settings because whatever the, the commissioner set it up as, it might be round 27 for the grand final. It might be round 26. It can differ, but it is based on your, your league settings. So check those. Shout out to Jay Schubert, uh, one of the newest SC Playbook contributors. been punching out some good info on Twitter all year. And the last month or so, he's been punching articles out for the SC Playbook website. Absolute belters. So uh, much appreciated to Jay for all his hard work there. Next question from Danny Heath, another SC, SC Playbook's finest. As a 5-8 option for this week and likely to bring in Munster next week and move them to their second position, who should I bring in out of Manu and Ponga? Ponga questions are so hard, I really do find, and that's because of injury risk. It's like, you know, like any players are capable of injury, so it sounds bad to say, oh, you know, there's injury risk, getting done darts ball, everyone has injury risk, but Ponga time and time and time again, we've been burnt by Ponga getting injured and, not only concussions, but injuries too. They, they do happen to him. So if he stays injury-free, he's 100% in my team. I'm buying him for sure. So, you know, I think it really comes down to the, the risk factor and do you want to get a bloke who could go down with a head knock five minutes into the game? Look, he's strung together now. What's that? Six games in a row or something without... Well, he's had a few HIAs, that's for sure, in that time, but he's got through the game. So 
as a buy prospect, he's wonderful. And yeah, if they both stay fit, I'm probably picking Kalen Ponga. But I have probably more faith in Joey Manu to get through the remainder of the season and be the safer option of the two. So I'd nearly lean towards Manu. Manu has a great matchup this week against the Knights, even though the Roosters are start, uh, starting as Roosters are starting as underdogs. But just the fact he's moved to fullback. So wonderful matchup this week. Could go really big. And there's question marks around Manu too. There's does he go out to centre? Does he go back to the halves? It's lots of questions. So it's a good one for me, Danny. But I'd lean towards Manu. If you're willing to take the risk factor in Ponga, then yeah, Ponga for sure. Next question from Matteo. Running line trades, so, so only want to make one. That's absolutely fine this week, especially if you've got your 13 already. Can trade in either Mully Tarlow or KP, selling Alamotti or Billy Smith. Thoughts? I would be selling Alamotti out of those two. I know he's been ticking along okay, sort of base-wise the last few weeks, but uh, he actually hasn't impressed me that much this year, to be, to be honest with you. And Billy Smith, I just think he's got so much higher upside and potential for attacking stats. The Doggies also have a really tough matchup against the full strength. Sharkies, Knights not too far full strength either, to be fair. But Billy Smith, I just, I'm sticking strong with him for at least this week. I think he's got a decent scoring coming either this week or in soon. So I'm going to watch him this week and then reassess uh, next round. But I'll be selling Alamotti of the two. And Mully Taylor BKP, I I think I'll be buying Ronaldo and Mully Taylor of those two. Just on the fact that, as I said, you, you can sit v start him. Uh, for the remainder of the season, some great matchups for the Sharkies. But as I said before, KP also perfectly fine by, but I'd be going Mulitalo. Question from Daz, another of our CFA's finest. Good afternoon, mate. Is trading Harrison Edwards to Samuel Afinu worth a trade this week? He then goes on to write an absolute essay. Love you, Daz, but that is huge, mate. We're trying to get through some questions. So. My short answer to that one would be that probably not. Like, does Harrison Edwards start this week? I'm not sure. But does Samuel Finu start this week? I'm also not sure. Look, if we knew, like, Finu was named to start last week and he ended up playing off the bench and played 50-odd minutes, had a quite a fortunate try assist in that time. So if we knew Finu was starting, I'd say, yeah, go for it. He's low price, money incoming. But if it comes to the manly game and he gets benched, and only plays a handful of minutes. It'd be a wasted trade, and you know Edwards can play sixty odd minutes. So, look, if you can wait for that trade, which I'm sure you probably can until game time, and Fino is starting, yeah, okay, it's a more viable trade. But I'm just just worried that he gets benched as per last week when they had the big win. Question from JL. Gagai Ormini is my fourth seated up for the run home. Already have Ronaldo, Garrick, Asako. Cheers. Tell you what, I'm sounding like a fence sitter today because there's been a lot of very, very difficult questions, but each to their own, mate. What back your gut? Who has the better run home of the Knights and the Storm? You know, who, who do you feel like scores better out of these two? Because both are putting up tremendous seasons. I mean, there's some threat that Pappenhausen comes back at some point and cools Meany a little bit. And if Meany goes to the wing, he's probably not a buy anymore. You know, does does Pappy come back and kick goals? Mate, I, I don't know. I, when does, does Pappy come back this season? With every week that passes, it sounds less and less likely. When he comes back, he'll almost certainly come out via Queensland Cup as well. So Meany's job is good. I think 
pretty good, maybe not until the end of the season, but at least for the next you know four, five, six weeks, you, you'd have to imagine. You know what? I would lean towards Meany just because he keeps dishing out big numbers. But then you look at Dane Gagai, basing forty this season, averaging seventy points, six twenty-five k, super pod, bugger all people own him. I just think maybe that his ceiling's a little bit capped at the Knights. I know they've got a few points in them, but I think they've also got some decent losses in them, which we've seen at times this season. And I know Melbourne had their big 50-point loss to the Cowboys as well, but my gut feel just says the Storm are probably a stronger side and you get a goal-kicking fullback in your side in Meany. So, yeah, you know what? I won't fancy it. I'll, I'll go with Nick Meany if those two. Question from Damien Askey. Don't have any boosts left. Am I crazy to use three trades this week to get in Munster and Grant? I'll still have a reasonably strong 14 players this week. Uh, mate, I think you are crazy, yeah. Said so Munster and Grant might not even back up. I believe, well, let me double check now, but I believe the Storm played the Saturday after after Origin 2. So, there we go, round 17. com and their bloody ads that drop down and you end up clicking on them when you try and hit something. We've all been through it. Pain in the ass. Saturday, 7.35pm, the storm. So, mate, what happens if either of them don't back up and you've burnt trades this week? What happens if either of them get injured in origin? Uh, mate, no, I would, I'd be holding off that one and not getting it. Like, Harry Grant had a pretty poor month up until his big score last week. So, uh, hold fire. Question from Jesse Greenway. Is Olakawatu a buy? Potentially. I mean, he just hasn't scored that well this year. What, he's averaging 60 had his best best score in about six or so weeks last week against the Dolphins with 75 points. His base this year of 43 isn't terrific. What we know with Oller is while his base is a bit down for an 80-minute back rower, he has the upside of tackle bus and offloads and these you know power-based sort of combination stats. So top score this year of 80. I just think he's a pod buy at 532k, so it's very cheap. He's not, not stinging you much. We know there's upside in him. Doesn't have Chez inside him this week, but he's also playing against Parramatta, who also plays out. So, look, not one that I will be buying, but if it's someone you want to roll the dice on, Manly, maybe they're back into form with a huge win last week, in which case could finish the season on a high. So, yeah, it's a back-you-gut one, mate. I'm not against the buy, just not one that, that I'm personally doing. Question from Nicholas Richardson. I'm weighing up either Olaquato or Jason Tamlolo to trade him for Eli Katoa as I desperately need numbers this week. I know you've touched on Tamlolo in your playbook podcast and mentioned he hasn't been hugely relevant this year as he has previously, but I'm keen to grab him as a pod move in case he comes back and rips in. Any pushback on the move or would you support the risky pod tactic? First and foremost, back-you-gut. You know, I feel like you, you've made your mind up there and that you, you want to go the pod move for Tamalolo, but I would be going Olakawatu. Tamalolo is getting on in age a bit. His minutes have reduced this season. He hasn't been scoring well. It's his first game back from injury. I, you know, you talk about pod move. How much upside does Jason Tamalolo have in, his, these, in, in these days? He doesn't really score tries very often. He's a middle forward. He's not expected to, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he's not setting him up. His base is, you know, it's only okay nowadays. Whereas Olaquatu, you've got a fit, fire, 80-minute back row. So, mate, I, I think Olaquatu is the play. And Ola's still in pod range, so I would definitely be going with him. Question from Dan. Are the likes of Ponger and Hughes traps? 
not traps, like Hughes is coming off a big ton, plays this major buy around. We know he's a quality super coach player. The fact that he, he has the big score in his rolling average last week means that he has a break even of 32 and he's 43 from the week before drops out. That uh, there should be a bit of money to be made. So, look, he might not be the gun that we've seen in the past, potentially, but you've got to remember, like, Hughes, he started the year at 721K. He had 69 last year and 73 the year before that. So I think he's pretty safe, to be honest. And Ponga, as I said, if Ponga stays fit, he's not a trap. He's a gun. Not sure about you guys, but if you've ever been sitting there on a Saturday afternoon and you're having a little flutter on the ponies, you've a bit of a tip at Ramwick and you've uh, – well, I shouldn't say you've got a tip. Let's say you've, you've put a pun on and you've had a cheeky little, cheeky little tenor on it. Then all of a sudden you've had a tip come in from a mate, so then you've thrown another five bucks on his tip. And then you've seen a thing paying a hundred to one, and you think, oh, I might put a little five bucks on that just in case. And all of a sudden you've got three bets on one race. Well, it might be a sign that you're starting to struggle to control your punting a little bit. You might have had the same sort of thing with your footy punting, anything outside of there. We all love a bit of a fight, having a bit of a cheeky go to try and win a bit of money. Uh, but it is important to stay on top of it and make sure that it isn't getting out of control. Fortunately, we have legends like Gareth from Sequel available to help us out. Uh, when things do get a little bit tough and we're struggling, we're waking up on a Monday morning, the bank account's taken hit because we know that we lost too much money that we couldn't afford to gamble with. So if you're in this position, no problem at all, guys. Take that brave step. Get in contact with Gareth, Gareth and Sequel. It's a completely free service. Email them at gareth.w at sequel.org.au. That's Sequel, C-E-C-A-L. You can phone them on 02-9559-4013, no matter where you are, or hit them up on Instagram at Gambling. Uh, completely free and confidential, a legend of a team. We've had plenty of playbook listeners reaching out. So congratulations to you lot, getting yourself back on track with your punting. All righty, let's get through some rapid fires. Question from Jackson. Hey, mate, would you trade Alex Johnson to Ronaldo this week? Funny you say that because it's an option that I tinkered with very, very briefly, uh, but it didn't last long. So I see the merit in it, but let's have a look at Alex Johnson's run to come. It's good. They have. The Bunnies have the Cowboys next week, the Warriors the week after, then the Doggies in round 19 to place the next major buy-in, the buy-in round 20. That's all right. Then uh, Broncos, tough on there. Tigers, Sharks. Dragons, Knights, round 26 bye, uh, and then the Roosters to finish the season. So it's a pretty good run, particularly over the next month or so. You take out his 28 against the Dragons where he was missing half his team. I just think he's the perfect fifth center wing to play based on matchup each week. And to be honest with AJ and the Bunnies, the way they're going, they often fire the back end of the season. You know, you have Latrell and Cody to come back into this team. Uh, I think that Alex Johnson is a hold. Question from Michael, advice on Trell. Down attempts and ownership, hold or sell. Other fullback is Buller and sold Cleary for feeder already. 20 trades left, sitting at rank 10-19. Thanks as always. Another tough one. A lot of good questions today. I mean, you've held him for probably longer than, than you should have already, which makes me think maybe you just hold. Just the fact that he's not playing Origin, does he play for the Bunnies next week? But with the way the Bunnies are going... Do they really need to risk him? Then uh, there's obviously the side of if he does play round 17 to the Cowboys. 
as I said with AJ Cowboys, Warriors, Bulldogs, nice run of games. So, look, mate, I think if you can cover him this week, maybe he's worth holding in case he does back up. If you can't cover him and you need the numbers this week, then, yeah, probably flip him for sure. You've got 20 trades. You're in a good position. So I'd be tempted to hold. Uh, sorry, I'd be tempted to sell. Um, but if your numbers are good this week and you can cover him, as I said, and probably more importantly, if you can cover him next week if he doesn't play. But so if you pulled out of origin, he can't be in great shape. Question from Ryan Selvage from Supercoach365. Ryan was on beers and break events with me this week. One of the greats. And if we're going to have my way, Guru's out. Ryan's in for the rest of the season. So we'll see if we can uh, manoeuvre there. <laughs> How's this for a question? Who kicks goals for Penrith this weekend? Mate, I don't have a bloody clue who kicks goals for Penrith this weekend. Going through the team, I don't know if anyone there has ever kicked a goal. Cogger, gone through him. I haven't seen him kick a goal. I was at Tungo. I thought maybe he can nudge them. He maybe has in New South Wales Cup or something, but I certainly haven't seen him do it at NRL level or take the tee. Jenkins, I can't imagine Tommy Jenkins being a goal kicker. Could be, could be. Dylan Edwards maybe steps up, but mate, I have no idea who kicks goals for Penrith this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for it. Let's hope that the peach, the peach becomes the goal kicker and tons up for us. Question from Stephen. Struggling with who to sell out of Moses and Hughes for Nico this week. I'm leaning towards selling Hughes even though he plays this week. A side note is I still have 15 active players this week. Woof. Jeez, that's tough. I think I'm with you. Because you have 15 active players already, you sell Jerome Hughes for him. Feels so wrong because he'll make some money. He's coming off a ton. He plays a major buy around. Moses is on the buy. But I also so think that Moses has sort of keeper potential keeper status in him, at least until Nathan Cleary comes back. You just run a one-two punch of Nico and Mitchie Moses. Moses comes back and has a nice game against the Dolphins. You know, if the Blues do get done in game two, there's every chance that maybe Nico plays Roger in round three in game three, and then Moses might be available around 19. So I think Moses is the holder's. As ridiculous as it sounds, but yeah, because you've got 15 active, you don't actually necessarily need the extra player. So, yeah, I'd be leaning that way. Question from Braden. Hey, mate, who is the best buy this week out of Mulitalo, Meany, Gagai, Edwards, and Gutho? If you've got a fullback spot, I'd be going Gutho. If you don't, like the rest of Supercoach, I'd be going Mulitalo. But I said on a couple of podcasts this week that Clint Gutherson, just killing it. 12 or 14 games this year have been over... 57 points or over. His two low games were against the Bunnies and Panthers in 37 and 25. Coming off a 138, he will goal kick this weekend, I believe. Break even of three. I think Gutho's a great buy. And I'm running Teddy and Buller at fullback, so I don't really want to trade either of them. I could potentially trade Teddy to him, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think Gutho's the, the pick out of those ones. Question from Rob. Your thoughts on Nass? Nelson Soffer Solomon as a backup front row forward for depth. And play when numbers are short. Nasser's a weird one. I had a real look at him when he was coming back from injury the first time around about a month or so ago, and I thought maybe it's his first game back. He scored 80 points in 58 minutes, 46 in base. His minutes are just all over the shop. Like last week against the Sharkies, 84 points in 62 minutes, 42 in base. He's a wrecking ball. We know that. He offloads, he tackle bus, he's a try scoring forward. He sets up tries occasionally, not so much this season, but we know he's got it in him. 
So, but his minutes, his minutes are the issue. Like, his minutes last six weeks, 62, 31, 41, 24, 48, 58. They're just all over the shop. Last weekend, he played bigger minutes and killed it because Ellie Katoa went off so early. So he spent a lot of time on the edge. So, mate, I think that's an outlier. And while we love the upside you can see in Nas, I just don't think Bet Ake wants to play in big minutes unless he was named to start on the edge come this week, which is possible. I don't think it'll happen, but it could. Uh, I'd be avoiding that one there. Question from Kirk. Here we go. Would you consider selling Teddy or are you a bit happy to hold him a bit longer? As I said, like... Probably not one that I'll do, but I can see merit in it. Let's look at his draw. Like, misses this week. If he backs up against the Raiders in round 17 after Origin, I believe that is the Sunday game. Uh, and then the Seagulls in round 18, and then has the bye round 19. So, you know, he misses two of the next four weeks. Realistically, he's had three tearaway weeks where he's averaged, showed throats on the way out, big week, uh, 101 points. But before that, he was only averaging, what, mid-50s or something max. Roosters aren't looking any better. Yeah, so look, I can see why you would sell, but I'm going to hang tight. And I think the, the good side of Teddy is that because the Roosters are struggling, they need him to back up from origin. They need wins on the board if they want to play finals footy. So I think I'll hold strong, but yeah, don't mind it. All righty, let's get into my trades for the week. They have changed slightly as it stands from Tuesday's potty and Wednesday's potty and all that. I'm going Ellie Katoa to Nico Hines via Jules. Dual positional changes. Got Phoenix Gosling in there who can do a switcheroo. Josh Schuster. And I think I'm going to bite the bullet and go Dave Fafida to Ronaldo Mulitalo. Now, the reason behind this was it was a pretty late decision and I'm not 100% doing it, but I'm pretty confident I will. I'm sitting 2,900th. <clears throat> I've saved a few trades this year. If I make two this week, it would leave me 16. So I'm positioned okay with trades. Not amazing, but okay. I've just been maybe a little bit too conservative. Not so much too conservative, but I'm at the point at 2,900 now where if I was you know, if I was sitting in the top 1,000, I could play a little bit more conservatively, save the trade, save the feeder and all that, and you know make a push to the top spot. But... I think at 2,900, you need to start making a few calls. And it's like, oh, you know, Fafita, obviously, he's a season-long keeper. You want to bring him back. But at the same time, as I've spoken about time and time again, could play limited minutes again after Origin 2, could do the same after Origin 3. Doesn't give us around 16 or 19 number in that time. But someone like Molly Talo with a great draw for the Sharks, a huge upside. I'm hoping I can get Fafita back post-Origin 3, probably around 21 or something, depending if his name start round 20, but yeah, probably round 21, <clears throat> um, at a dis- discounted price. And I think it's, it's a play that could have proved, paid big dividends. Could bite me in that, you know, Fafita might back up from Origin. I think the Titans have played the Sunday games after Origin 2 and 3, so maybe he starts, maybe he plays big minutes, but at the same time, maybe he doesn't and drops a heap of coins. So I'm just going to play... You know, so I'm a pretty conservative super coach player more often than not, but I think I'm going to pull the trigger on that one. And it also gives me 14 plays for the week, which I like. I only had 13 prior to this. They're a good 13 all starters, all playing big minutes, but something goes wrong with one of them, or one of them scores a 20 odd, which is every chance. It gives me a bit more assurance there. So pull the trigger, and I am getting Mulitalo in for Fafita also. Captains hasn't changed all week. Manu, vice captain, Nico Hines, captain. Sit these starts. 
That's ridiculous, not this week. We've only got 13 players playing. Guys, that's it for the question and answer playbook for SC podcast this week. Podcast this week, sorry. Uh, good luck in round 16 and up the mighty blues. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 